You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that programme, uh, Hunted, on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that Did was brilliant, yes. Did you see the one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, that was brilliant. Hello, it's Tom Canning here from the Real Reading Podcast uh, with a special clip edition, uh, bonus edition for you. Um, it's Ready Pop Festival weekend this weekend and over the last year or so since we've been doing the podcast we have had some rather excellent guests from the Ready Pop scene. Um, our friend, a friend of the podcast, Pete Wheeler, has hooked us up with a couple of different people. Um, the first one was Steve Calazzo, who was the lead singer of Odyssey, the band, the band Odyssey, and he came in to see us uh, before the 2018 event. Uh, he's a, he lives in Caversham, and he was headlining uh, one of the nights at Ready Pop Festival 2018, and I thought it would be fun to listen to the interview. I regularly call him one of the smoothest men I have ever met, um, and I think that is true right up until I met the guy in the second interview, which I'll talk to you about in a moment. Hi everyone, uh, I am with Steve Calazzo from 80s soul band Odyssey, uh, who are headlining the Friday night of Ready Pop Festival. Now Steve has very kindly come in to join us. Hey Steve, how are you doing? Hey, how are you going? Very, very well, thank you, very well. Um, I'm really pleased you've been able to, to come, and, come and see us. Yeah. Um, you are probably the, I think you're the third singer of a band that's joined us on the podcast, okay. after Suggs, right. and uh, a chap called Pete from Pete and the Pirates, who were a, a noughties sort of indie rock band in, oh, in the okay. UK, had a bit of radio play on Radio 1. So, oh, um, talk to me a little bit. You live in Reading, don't you? I sure do. Caversham, to be exact. Excellent. So, how did how did a man who has been in a famous band uh, in the United States, and you, you've topped the charts in the United States, mm-hmm. and had some had some well-known, well-known songs over here, uh, remind, remind us a couple of your songs? Oh, uh, Native New Yorker, Use It Up, Wear It Out, uh, Looking For A Way Out, Going Back To My Roots, Inside Out. We've had five top ten hits in this country. In this country as well, fantastic. Yeah. So, okay, so as I say, how does, a, how does a man such as yourself end up living in, in Caversham in Reading? Well, it's going to start out disappointingly. Oh, okay. But, um, <laughs> but it works out to be really good as it has. Uh, before here, I lived in Basingstoke. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, well, I say lived in Basingstoke. I think the term is more like I slept in Basingstoke. Right. And uh, so to get everywhere I needed to go, it was a hub train station and the M3. Yeah. And then they decided they were going to make a, 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 a dumb motorway smart. And it was going to take years yes. to do. And uh, it was really becoming a nightmare. So I found myself coming up the, uh, the Reading Road to, to get the A4 yes. to get into London really quick. And a couple of times I thought, well, let me just pop in and have a look around. Yep. And I did. And I did some research on the train station. It's an even more major hub than, yeah. than Basingstoke. Yeah. And I thought, hmm. And uh, so I just started looking for some place to, to lay my head. Um, and now I actually live here in Caversham. It's a lovely neighborhood. It's a, it's a lovely place. It's, it's, I love coming home to it from London. People let you cross the street. If you're driving, people let you out, yeah. let you in. Uh, you know, people smile at you if you make eye contact with them long enough. I love it. 
So on our podcast, we are huge fans of the of the train station. It appears to be one of those things that, as in in this current modern world, seems to have mm. actually been built for purpose. Yeah. Uh, for you know, and and with with the future in mind as well. It's mm. it's enormous, isn't it? How do it you find is. that? I yeah, and it works really well for me. And the thing is, I I've probably been more places in your country than most Brits. Yeah. So I you know choose the best mode of transport <laughs> to get there, and it's a wonderful thing to be able to to walk. 15 minutes to the train station and be able to get on one train and go all the way to Edinburgh if I'm yes, gigging up there. Ex- exactly. It's fabulous. What, and what, what do you think about the, sort of the prices that are, that are charged? Well, it's, that's something you're going to have to work on in your country because it's <laughs> the most expensive, you know, probably on the planet. And considering that our country's about 40 times the size of yes, this absolutely. and we can still get from state to state cheaper <laughs> than you can get from county to county. But listen... You know, you, you, you take the good and the bad with everywhere that you live. And I have to say that the trains that run out here, uh, compared to Southeast and some of these other mm. uh, um, carriers that are having lots of trouble, I never have any trouble with, with, with the trains I need to take from here. So. Excellent. Well, that's, that's really good news. I'm glad it's all sort of, I'm glad that's all kind of working out. Cause mm. I, I did work in London myself for a little while and it, mm-hmm. it could be a right old pain at times, <laughs> especially if you're coming, depending on which time you're coming home as yes. well, it can be a right pain. It can. Um, so, uh, talking about Reading then, how long have you lived in Reading? Uh, this is year two now. Okay, so so you've had a chance to have a little bit of a look around. As you say, you sort of popped in and had a little look around. Yes. What, what would you say your favourite places are? Where's your well, favourite place to chill? Well, um, I, I actually like... Um, uh, the fact that the Thames is here. Yes, okay. And so that's one of my favorite places, even in the wintertime or even when it's not so nice weather-wise or whatever. Uh, it's always uh, a nice walk to go to yeah. the train station or to get where I need to go or just to clear my thoughts. That's probably one of my favorite places, whichever direction I go. And uh, and then there are some lovely eateries around yep. here, which I tend to frequent quite a bit. The lounge and oh, okay, uh, yes, uh, up around uh, Prospect Street. There's uh, Italian. There's all sorts. It's Greek. I've eaten at just about <laughs> every place there is to eat because there are a lot of times I get home and I cannot be bothered to cook anything. Yeah, and uh, so I, I frequent most of the uh, the eateries <laughs> around here. And and I also kind of hang out there, if you know what I mean, yeah, just yeah. because I, I eat and then I sort of sit and I take in the the ambiance or whatever it is. And do you, do you get recognised at all in any of these places? No, so far. <laughs> I'm sure that's going to change after the Ready Pop Festival, but because um, it has happened yeah. to me in many yeah. places I've lived. The good news is that uh, I lived in Salisbury for a time and Basingstoke. In fact, when I lived in Basingstoke, I'd done a gig here. At the Grosvenor uh, oh, on the, casino. On the A33. Yes. Yep. And uh, I didn't realize it at the time, but they put this massive poster on the outside <laughs> of the building. And of course, a lot of Bays and Stokians come here to work and they ride the bus yep. up and down that, that roadway. And a few times I'd be in my local Morrison's or whatever, and, and people are staring at me. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, I've had some spinach in my teeth or something. Why are they staring at me? And finally, a friend told me, there's a huge poster of you on the A33. You can't miss it when you're coming back. Yeah. And that's why people, and after that, people started 
to, to recognise me. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I will confess, I Odyssey, your your band, your your band that you were, mm-hmm. and that's still the band that's going now. Yes. Um, I must admit, and I shamefully wasn't familiar. But then, uh, my music isn't isn't something that, that is is something that I, I know lots and lots about. Okay. However, um, our friend friend of the podcast, Pete Wheeler, who yes. is booking bands for uh, for the Ready Pop Festival, told mm. me that uh, you were playing Ready Pop Festival, yeah. and that uh, you were an, an American guy who'd come to live in Caversham and had sort of offered to to get involved. Really, had, had kind of kind of come along, uh, contacted him. Or contacted the festival itself and, and wanted to get involved. Is that is that correct? Well, pretty much so. Um, we we kind of I didn't meet him per se, but um, uh, we do have a mutual friend, my my co-producer, uh, who's in London actually. But uh, he was talking about he lived here many moons ago, yeah. apparently before Reading became the beautiful downtown <laughs> yes. Reading that we know it to be today. <laughs> uh, so I think that's kind of how it started. Vaguely, as I recall, we would, we would, he was talking about, oh, this was a couple of years ago, initially, when, uh, when I first yeah. moved here. And he was saying, oh, yeah, Reading. I used to live in Reading and da-da-da. And, and we started sort of talking about Reading in general terms and everything. And, and, and he mentioned, oh, there's some people you can probably meet down there and hook yeah. up with and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't remember how the contact was initiated between Pete and myself. It's been, been a little while now. But um, I think I seem to remember that Andy was sort of my, my co-producer, was the one who kind of just introduced us somehow. I yeah. think it was a, 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 an email kind of thing. Yep. Steve and meet Pete or <laughs> Pete meet Steve or whatever yeah. it was. And, off you go. and from there <laughs> off we went. So uh, I don't remember who initiated what, but I just thought, well, this is my hometown. I've done it in Basingstoke. I've done it in Salisbury where yeah. I used to live. You know, I've done it everywhere, you know, just to... To, to to just put my little two cents in where I can and to make it known that I'm that I'm here and I'm part of whatever community Fantastic. I'm a part of. Yes. So are you, are you familiar with some of the other acts going on before you? Because you're obviously headlining the Friday night on on the Friday night. Are you familiar with some of the other acts before you? I have heard of quite a few of them. Um, I'm not necessarily quite because I'm a even the old geezer that I am. I'm still. A, <laughs> I will dance these kids under the table. Yeah. Oh, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. <laughs> so I'm still quite the quite the, the party animal as was, and uh, so a, a lot of names, especially DJ names. You know, yeah. oh, I've seen him, or I've probably been somewhere. And of course, even in the course of my own gigs and stuff, I come across dozens of DJs and other acts and. You know, especially at festivals like Ready Pop, bigger ones, smaller ones, there are always loads yeah. of people there. So after a while, it can be a bit of a jumble of names, especially a lot of times because of the way these schedules run. You don't even get to meet everybody, <laughs> you know, but you yeah. recognize their name, you see them on the bill, et cetera, et cetera. You run into them somewhere. And it may be someplace you do actually get to meet them. It's like, oh, yeah, we were on the bill together at the Ready Pop Festival yeah. back in 2018, <laughs> but I never got a chance to come and say hello. Oh, Whatever. That's kind of how it goes. Are you are you familiar with uh, Reading Elvis? Yes, I have. Well, since the Ready Pop Festival, I have been doing little bits of research yeah. here yeah. and there on some of the acts and stuff. I'm not sure if I'm. I'm not sure if I will be going to Ready Pop Festival. I hope I am. Um, it's just something you've got to try and work out scheduling and, gotcha. and calendars and stuff. When you when you've got a wife at home, you've got to yes, try and we know. make sure all of these things yes, ma- meld together. You know, you know how it is. But I do. Um, 
yeah, I'd be really excited to see Reading Elvis. I, I can't mm. only imagine how good a sort of an Elvis disco would be. Like just a just mm. that, that that sounds fantastic. So mm. I hope you do get a chance to listen to that, and I hope uh, Dave, who who is Reading Elvis, yes. is able to put on a put on a bit of a show. I, I think um, from what Pete said, it was something he was really really looking forward to doing. Yeah, so, I'd like to check it out. Yeah. Yes, so indeed. so hopefully. Um, so I just wanted to ask you um, on the Ready Pop website, it yes. says uh, we have a real party on our hands for the opening night of this year's festival. And that was referring directly to Odyssey. That was on on the page talking mm-hmm. about that. So I just want to see. So what have you in the band? Have you got anything special planned? Is it just just going to go out and do the hits, or are you are you gonna? Is there some some new stuff? There's some new stuff. There's the hits. You have to do the hits. You have to. Some of our favorite covers, which makes it uh, pleasant for us to yeah. do the gig. Yeah. And uh, I think we do have a special treat in mind. We still have to work out the logistics. Okay. But I understand that uh, Pete's uh, arranged for a um, a samba percussion outfit right to come and join us at some point near the end of our okay, set okay that sounds exciting and yeah we're actually quite excited about that <laughs> we think that's going to be because uh, usually when it's when we haven't organized it ourselves it's usually dancers yeah. or something like that so the idea of of us uh, percussion and, and things like that which unfortunately I can't afford to carry <laughs> in my band ordinarily yeah, yeah. I would do have somebody playing percussion so the idea of having a whole oh, whole outfit yeah. I'm very excited and I didn't get a chance to ask this when we when I spoke to Suggs two three weeks ago mm-hmm. um, it, you know that was a very a very limited time conversation we got a little bit longer today okay. I just wonder, when you're when you're out there and you've been you know you've been on the road as long as you have you, mm-hmm. you, you know and you've got you've got a couple of hit songs how do you ever get bored of of that that song? You know, because obviously there will be one or two songs that really made your name. Yeah. But of course, you'll have been singing that song for mm-hmm. maybe twenty, thirty years at times. How how do you how do you bring yourselves to kind of we're doing that one again? Well, there's two ways that that works actually. First of all, in my particular case, over the decades, I have played with the arrangements of yes. these songs. So, what I would will do is. Uh, change the music in such a way uh, without corrupting the melody. Yes. So people can still sing along with it exactly as they remember, but the music might be doing something different. It might be, uh, I've done Native New Yorker, one of our first hits. I, I, I can go through my archives and find maybe five versions of it. New Jack Swing version, house version, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever. Um, so that's one way uh, to, to, to change it up a little bit. The other way is to, um, well, what I mean, not the other way, but every gig is different. So even though it's the same song, uh, each time you do it yeah. is just that and I can't describe it for anybody who doesn't know, but I can only say each time you do it, it's that little bit different. Yeah, yeah. That audience reaction, that moment in time, that light <laughs> that wasn't there <laughs> last time. It could be any silly little thing or it could be something major, maybe something that happened that particular yeah. day or, or or the day that you do it on in someone's birthday or whatever. Yeah. It, there's always something slightly different about each time you perform even the same songs over and over again. So um, just, just to finish off, Steve, Odyssey, are they touring currently? Are you touring regularly? Are you are you playing? Are there any dates you've got specifically locally if people can't get to Ready Pop if they want to come and see you? Well, um, I wouldn't call it a tour as such, but uh, we are gigging everywhere yeah. uh, fairly regularly. Um, and uh, the, the closest thing we've got coming up is uh, the Rewind Festival, actually, up on uh, in uh, Hemley. Uh, <laughs> take four. 
uh, Henley on Thames. Yes. Is that it? Yeah, that's yes. the one. Yes. So you're playing, oh, okay, that's mm. great. That's always a good weekend as well, yes, from what indeed. I understand. Yes, so, yes. Um, and uh, so the tickets available for that now, I, yes, I think. Yes, they are, yes. And tickets for Ready Pop Festival, you may or may not know this, I'm not sure. I think they, Pete told us they were £30, which seems absolute bargain for an entire weekend absolutely of music. So yes indeed well worth doing and a, and a very very worthy cause mm-hmm. um ready pop festival is 13th to the 15th of july and That's odyssey right. are playing on the 13th of july the friday right. friday the 13th oh, oh yes. absolutely nothing could possibly go wrong steve. absolutely not um steve it's been absolutely <laughs> fantastic to talk to you thank yes, you very indeed. much for thank coming you for in having me, um, we'll speak soon yes Cheers. indeed we thank will you. my man thank you So that was Steve Calazzo, as I, as I mentioned, probably one of the smoothest men I have ever, ever met. Absolute joy to interview. Um, and at the time when I interviewed him, I, I wasn't used to interviewing people with uh, a bit of a bit of fame behind them. And it was something that was, that was brand new. I think I'd interviewed Suggs from Madness at that point, but that was on the phone. But this guy came in and was just absolutely wonderful, answered everything and was just has such a wonderful voice, as you can hear from uh, the interview that you've just listened to. And as I say, smoothest man I've ever met, right up until earlier this year, January this year, when I, uh, when, when Pete brought in uh, Fully Love, uh, also known as Soup from Jurassic 5, and he was down to play a Ready Pop anniversary gig at the Purple Turtle, and that was that was back in January, and and again, uh, just absolutely wonderful, really nice guy. I, I must admit, I wasn't aware of I was aware of the band Jurassic Five certainly, but I wasn't aware particularly of the music, and I certainly wasn't. It wasn't a, a genre of music I listened to particularly, but just talking to the talking to him himself, it, just an absolutely absolutely wonderful bloke and a really really nice guy. And I bring this up because Soup from Jurassic. AKA Fully Love is playing Friday night at Ready for Pop Festival 2019. So here's the interview we conducted in January. Hi everyone. I am here with Fully Love from the Fully Love Collective. Um, you may be familiar with him. He is playing the Ready Pop Festival launch party on Saturday at the Purple Turtle in Reading Town Centre. Good morning. How are you? I'm very, very well, thank you. How are you? Should be me asking you. Right. <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, so we know you by a couple of other names. Yeah, I have a lot. <laughs> yeah, so what have you heard? Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Soup. Yeah. Yeah, soup from Jurassic Five. Yeah. Jurassic Five was—I uh, I, I don't want to—I don't want to age you too much, but Jurassic Five were, were quite a big, a big, big band in my big sort of group in my youth. Yeah, um, yeah. mine as well. Yeah, <laughs> mine as well. Mine as well. You mentioned you have got a few more grey hairs. Oh, I got a lot day. more grey hairs. Yeah, but I think I wear it well. I think oh, I wear well, it well. believe this is distinguished at this point. I would think <laughs> yeah. so, and certainly the, yeah. the glasses, the whole. The yeah, whole, yeah, I'm, I'm grown. Yeah, I couldn't come in here with my hat to the side and my pants off my ass. <laughs> I couldn't do that. So yeah. <laughs> um, and you brought with you Ant, uh, Ant Henderson. Hey, hey, how you doing? Um, well. Who's talk, talk us through your your mate Ant here? Okay, Ant is, um, he's a, this is the story with me and Ant, so, and I'm trying to be as brief as possible, but Ant had Facebooked me and was like, hey man, I heard your EP, Uh, it was really good, and he was like, uh, if you ever need 
a, a, a bass player, I'm your guy. <laughs> and at the time, I was like, when I was doing this project, I was like, the whole purpose for me yeah. was was to get a live band. But I just felt, I was like, that's somewhere down the road. I was like, that, you know, because a live band costs, you know, you yeah. have to have people. And then next thing I know it, and, and can you kind of tell him? Because I like, <laughs> he, he tells it better. Yeah, so... Um... I noticed uh, I noticed on on uh, on Facebook that that my man Soup here was um, promoting a new album. Yeah. And I thought he's going to tour that at some point. <laughs> so I thought I'm going to I'm going to drop him a line on on Facebook and we'll uh, see if see if we can have a chat about when's he <laughs> going to be here. Have you got a band together already? And luckily he hadn't. And um, another string to my bow is that I'm a, I'm an MD, a musical right. director. So I put bands together and I rehearse them and orchestrate live shows. So yeah, that's all, that's so all that's that's what we're doing now. Yeah, yeah. That, so that fits quite nicely together for for kind of Saturday night Reading Town Centre at the Purple Turtle, really. Yeah. Um, what do you know about the Purple Turtle? I'm I'm and I'm be very honest. I don't know a lot about Purple Turtle. Um, I really don't. I know something about turtles yeah. but, but not when they're purple no. But, but no I don't know so I'm, I'm you know this is a whole new thing for me so I'm being yeah. educated yeah. every step I go so you know uh, forgive me if I don't know certain things no, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get acclimated to it's exactly quite, what's going on it's so. quite alright I think I think, you, I think you really like it it's, it's, it's sort of it's a very very cool bar it's uh, had a had a bit of a makeover about three four years ago and it's oh, okay. uh, it's it's really really sort of fantastically done out there's lots of kind of like cult posters on the wall and stuff like oh, that from sort of okay. old sci-fi movies and, and sort of 80s 90s oh, movies and stuff like that stuff I love I'm so I, I, it sounds like you'll be right at home with yeah. it I think I'm not sure where the stage will be but if it's anything like it usually is it'll be sort of at the back with the big sort of logo behind you so oh, you're very quickly very being cool. very familiar with okay. this artwork. Right, so, right. Um, so, so, so Saturday, Saturday night, what, what can people expect? Nothing. I, you know, and that's something that but I always say it, um, you know, because when you bring the expectations, you know, most likely I won't meet them yeah. because they're your expectations. Um, my thing is to go out there and, and just do what I do and give it 110%. If I come with all my, you know, every chamber loaded, then you should have a good time. I want you to have a good time, but I can't have you expect anything from me because I, I'll fall through from your yeah. for your expectations. I know I will, so I'm just going to be honest. But my expectations is to put on a great show. I, it sounds like uh, it sounds like you're, everything's coming together a little bit. And Pete Wheeler, who is a bit of a friend of our podcast, mm -hmm. he he put a couple of things to me that might be worth kind of just asking about. He said, you know, about the band that you've got coming together. He said that quite a lot of them are, are local. How how's that kind of come together as a as a group, and how how do they feel kind of coming together? performing your your work yeah so um uh there's uh, a lady called sabrina who a probably six seven years ago i spent spent some years involved in a project with her um, she's a really good female singer she does a lot for for reading as well she does a, a lot of charity work and and she's a vocal coach as her uh, her bread and butter um, so that was the kind of the uh, the front element of it, and and the band are just the uh, you know some of them are the best musicians I know. Yeah. Some of them are people who I've just met who I've recruited into it because um, yeah, it, it's good to uh, keep keep uh, <laughs> professional <laughs> relationships yes, and, and actual relationships yeah. separate. 
sometimes you know business is business right yes. so so um, how how big is this group that we're going to see on stage on them um, on Saturday? We're we're, um, we're a seven piece, so we've got um, drums, bass, guitar, keys, and sax. Yep. And then we've got Sabrina and yeah. and uh, Fully Love so, at the front. Yeah. yeah, it's a real band, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the the album came out last year. Yeah, it came. It's like six months ago. Yeah. Um, it seems strange saying last year when it was only yeah like last yeah year. like <laughs> right, 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 right right but yeah it did and um you know it's all really word of mouth it's um you know for the people uh, that don't know it's not like plastered all over the place but it's a yeah. word of mouth thing but um yeah I put it out last year and um, and there's a there's a song on there uh, called Nile Rogers yes or about Nile Rogers no it's not about him okay. but it's, it's it has a uh, for the people that know Nile Rogers is just. He's legendary. He was a, a founding member of Chic, yeah. and that's the Good Times, La Freak, uh, I Want Your Love, Yowza, yeah. I just don't let me show my age. <laughs> uh, and um, when I did the song, it just had a disco feel to it. Yeah. And I was calling it something else. But then one day I was just listening to Chic, and I was like, yo, I need to call this now, Rogers. I was <laughs> like, you know. And so I actually got in touch with now to, um, you know, just to. I'm gonna do a video in Bristol. Yeah. And oh, um, yeah, okay. yeah, Bristol's great. Yeah. And um, I, I reached out to him to see if he could be a part of the video. Uh, he's on tour with Cher, and uh, he told me he would rather do my thing than Cher thing. But I said no. Do, <laughs> I said do, just do Cher now. Don't worry about it. I don't want to hurt her feelings. I said no. I'll, I'll get over it. And um, you know, so we're gonna try to see if we yeah. can incorporate him somewhere in the video. So, so how does that work? Do you do you contact him through Facebook or or is <laughs> right, it? <laughs> right? No, actually, it's funny. The story is because uh, his tour manager is a young lady that tour managed uh, Jurassic Five in Australia a few years back. And when I found out it was her, I got in contact with her. Yeah, she got in contact. Of course, she knows the in and out, and so we'll see now. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. So, how, how how different is this going to be? How different is this from your Kind of Jurassic Five. Oh, as well as singing, you know, yeah. it's it's all singing. Uh, no rapping on it at all. No MCing on it at all. And it's uh, when I did it, I had to stray. Not even stray. I just had to go in another direction. Yeah. You know, to, to J Five. And I was just like telling these uh, Aunt and uh, Pete earlier. It's like you know, in order for me to come out, I couldn't really rap. Yeah. You know, I couldn't come from a rapping group and rap. I had to do something, you know, yeah. because my thing yeah. is, is like, then why listen to me? Just go listen to J5, you know? Yeah. So I was like, I had to do something a little different, and this is what it was. Is that something you found quite quite comfortable and easy to do? Oh, or have yeah. you really had to? Oh, yeah. If, if, if Like, if I was born, if it was like, if my younger years was my teenage years were in the 60s, I would have been in a singing group yeah. without question. I would have been one of the Temptations without question. <laughs> you know, four Tops, one of those guys without question, but... Is is you know it's hip hop and so I fell into it you know, and so this, this isn't your first time in Reading. No, not at all. So you, you've been you've been you've been to town a few times. Yes. Anything you anything you kind of remember from anything that, that sort of stuck out from? Well, it was just the, doing a Reading festival. That yeah. was the number one thing. And see, and a lot of people, you know, when you go to places. Um, they always ask, have you seen the sights? Yeah. And you never get to see the sights, really, <laughs> no, because no. you're working. Yeah. You know, um, but I, I'm making it a point, you know, to go to places like the, what was it, the Shed? 
The the shed, yeah, yeah. Shed cafe. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, park in an NCP, you know, <laughs> garage. You know, so I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm slowly doing it, but you know, I plan to not, see a lot of. They're not parked you in the garage street NCP, have they? Yeah, yeah, that's yes, that's where we park. We had to go oh, 15, 15 levels 15 up to, oh, yeah, to find a park. Yeah, you know. I, I can only apologize. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's right. not, we, had, we had fun, right? Right, yeah, we had fun <laughs> going. Oh, it's no, we're on the thirteenth level, right? <laughs> did you, you, you did? Did you get the lift down or the stairs? I the mean, lift. Uh, yeah, because the, the stairs. No, we went down one flight. Yeah, we did oh, one did flight in the lift. Realized yeah. the stairs mm-hmm. do not smell good. No, they didn't. <laughs> but I didn't want to say anything. No, but too yeah, polite. Far too yeah, polite. It smelled like a like a New York project or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I, I and I seen what is it the the ruby red. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Hair salon. So yeah, I'm starting to see sights. That's, okay, yeah, that's, that's where my that's where my wife gets a haircut. So, oh, you know, see, so well, everybody's hey, happy. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> told they do a very I mean, nice. Yeah, I'm uh, hitting all the proper spots. <laughs> <laughs> so there is, there is one legendary place that I've been told right. that you've played before, mm-hmm. and um, regular listeners to our podcast will know we talk about the after dark, and especially the old days when mm-hmm. those of us that that that. Are, that present on the podcast were younger and used to go there on a, on a, on a regular basis but I'm told you played the after dark yeah um, I, we played it and he, I don't like to and Pete reminded me he was like you know in your younger years you played the after <laughs> I was like really and he was I was like did I enjoy it he was like y- y- the look on your face was priceless so I know I enjoyed it people at Reading um, <laughs> and, and you know I, I know you told me it's, it's a popular spot and yeah. it still is so that's Yes, yeah. it's it's, cool. it's one of those one of those sorts of clubs that's kind of you go there in the dark and like the, the it, thankfully it's dark so right, you can't right, see right, right. you you get your beer in a in a can in a in a like a, a in a in a tin right. and you know there's the, it, it's it's sort of it's really just it's just a really fantastic place that you, if you hadn't had sort of four or five drinks before you got there you'd probably just go oh not not for me but it's just it's one of those places that once you're in there it just just kind of really pulls <laughs> you in it has a nice atmosphere yeah it. and I, I, I don't remember the sort of places as far as I remember and, and someone might write in and say you know you're wrong there's always problems but as far as I'm aware <laughs> there's, you know, there's, there's never never any trouble like when you go of, it's a good time yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was for, for a little while as well it was one of those places where you sort of in the daytime you never knew where it was ah, but four or five pints later it's like a beacon. And you just... There it is. <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh, there you go, right. I see it now with my beer glasses. Yes. Yeah, I see it. Precisely. Right. Right. Precisely. Right. I couldn't tell you where it was now. Right. You know. You're sober. Right. No, it's sober. I don't know where yeah. it's at. Yeah. Dry, dry January and all that. Right. So... And so I think that was 1998 you played, and then you went on to play Reading Festival that, that Yeah, and that was then. one of the... And, you know, in 98... Um, that was like our first time right. in Reading, you know, because we, the first time we came out here was in 97 and I was just yeah. telling that it was in Folkestone. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's the first time, um, you know, we came out and so doing the After the Dark and Reading was the beginning of Gen yeah. 5, the absolute beginning. So do, do you kind of prefer those smaller places? Or yeah. Or? Yeah. You, you know, but when you, um, you know, when you're doing hip hop, you know, um, Hip hop started. I mean, they say you know in the parks and stuff, yeah. but it it really started with a lot of intimate people because it wasn't like it was accepted by the masses. It had to grow, yeah. so you would always get intimate people who were there would really enjoyed it. So it was no question, yeah. you know. Um, and you also get to feel the energy with the crowd. And J Five was always a group that signed autographs and shook yeah. hands. So intimacy is. 
I love it. I love it. the festivals are cool too. Don't get me wrong, but it it's uh, because you get to more people yeah. and the um, the perception is is much greater. But yeah, the intimate stuff is, is really dope. I, I suspect kind of like the, the the pickup on on sort of merchandise and and maybe CD sales after doing a festival is is much much bigger. Yeah, as much. But if they know where to go, because yeah. you definitely have to. You, it, then that's when product placement comes mm. into play as far as uh, festivals. But mm. when you're in an intimate uh, uh, venue, they your merch is there, yeah. so <laughs> they know exactly where to go. So you know, and if you you know do right by them, they'll definitely support. So talk, talking of merch then, and, and like it, it, so on, on Saturday, will, will people be able to get a copy of your of, of the album? Yeah, yeah. Can we get a t-shirt with your face on? Um, you know what? I, I don't know if you will want that shirt with my face. I think so. But you know, but yeah, a, some a name or something on it to where you yeah. can you know you can leave with a piece of me without question. Without question. <laughs> that face might be tough. Yeah, I'm, I do look good, but I don't know. Oh, well, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how to come off on a shirt. <laughs> well, I suppose you've got to pick a side, haven't you? Right? Yeah, yeah I got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, on, yeah. When, when you <laughs> see me in person, you know you can kind of get to what direction you need, but. <laughs> just one direction might well, not well, work. Let's say so straight on. Straight on. Just to the side. Oh, <laughs> see that that is see, that's that, the right that's side. The, I usually like to put my hand yeah. on my chin to show my you know, my distinguished look. <laughs> I've got the, like the, a mean the, business. That's it. So the picture the picture we've got for the See uh, now that's, that's a nice it, picture. It. Yeah. And that's I usually don't want a t shirt. Yeah, I usually You'll put that on? Okay, oh, I can see that. And I usually don't like taking pictures of myself, but that worked. That worked. It certainly, uh, certainly, certainly got the attention, I think. Right, yeah, yeah. So, um, unfortunately, I've probably got to draw this to a, to a close ever so slightly. Oh, um, but it's been absolutely fantastic. I just want to see, where else can we see you in the UK? Is there anywhere else after this? Or, or are we? what are we up to? Yeah, we um, definitely some festivals. I'm going to be at Farm Fest, uh, Volter. Um, Shindig, um, we have some stuff in the works, some tentative yeah. stuff. I don't, I, you know, I really don't want to say that right now. Um, sure, but we have some tentative stuff at some some bigger festivals, and I, I, you guys are gonna see me a lot. I promise <laughs> you, you're gonna see me, whether you want to or not. I might be at the after dark with my can of beer, going, you know, I'm gonna perform in a minute, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, get 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 three more and just come yeah. on back, yeah. right? <laughs> Uh, fully love it's been an absolute oh, pleasure having you, you in today thank, thank you for coming in and thank you for coming in thank you so um, much shake thank those you. hands thank, thank you. you very much cheers I do appreciate oh, it oh thank you well that brings to an end my uh, slight reminiscence of two of the the real big acts that have played Ready Pop Festival over the last couple of years I hope you enjoyed listening to those again and uh, we will see you shortly because there will be another podcast out in the next, I don't know, few hours. Bye. You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that program, uh, Hunted, on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that Did was brilliant. Did you see brilliant. the one yes. where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, that was brilliant.